0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, media day for BYU basketball. Head coach Dave Rose in studio. How does BYU get better after losing their all-time leading scorer? It helps
1: to have one of the NCAA triple-double kings on the roster. Kyle Collinsworth is in studio, as are his
0: sharpshooting teammates Chase Fisher and Jordan Chapman. Plus, the latest WCC Player of the Week. And how would you define the month of September for BYU football? Let's go! This
2: is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio.
0: Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tuesday, September 29th, wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us on BYU Basketball Media Day. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up With aspiring basketball hairstylist, Jerem Jordan. We'll see
1: Chase Fisher's hair. He's had some long locks. I cut my quote-unquote long locks. Chase Fisher donned the headband in Spain. I, I don't think the dude can play intramurals if he wants, nor do I think he's interested in doing so. But what about taking tests, you know? At the Joseph Smith building on, or no, Joseph F's? Who is it? What's the building name? It's a Hebrew J. Grant building. That's what it is. For the testing center. Everyone just calls it the testing center. Anyways, does he have to cut his hair to take a test? That's my question.
0: That's a fantastic question. That's my number question. one question for Chase today. You you can relate to most BYU athletes because of the differing hairstyles my athleticism? that you have enjoyed. My speed? No. My no. Ha- on hairstyles alone, you've had you've had the bald brethren stage with the <laughs> shaved head. <laughs> okay. Yes, you got I did. the crew cut right now, and you had the long flowing locks. So you can relate to them.
1: Yeah. I'll go Macklemore next next time. Then I can relate to the rest of those guys, the <laughs> summer
0: salesmen. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I dropped that. Hey, uh, So yesterday, thanks for holding down the fort, man. I'm always here if you're not. I was kind of feeling bad because when I first heard about I I, I had to. I shouldn't say I had to. I got to. It was a great opportunity. This
1: was a planned thing that you were going to
0: be gone. So I emceed the Cougar Day golf event at Riverside Country Club nearby the BYU Broadcasting Studios and got to interact with so many iconic golfers with BYU backdrops. Johnny Miller, Mike Weir, Masters Champion, Mike Reed, Keith Clearwater, the current PGA guys, Daniel Summerhays, Zach Blair. Tony, oh, very cool. Tony very Finau cool. didn't go to BYU, but BYU is kind of inheriting him. Like, hey, we want to adopt hey, you local, into the BYU PGA family. Tour? And, He was a third PGA guy. They they were hitting drives. Like, you couldn't see the ball like .1 second after they hit it off the tee. Like 400-yard drives. That's not an exaggeration. It was amazing. That's awesome. Really cool to be with them. But my point is, I was feeling bad that I was going to miss the day after the Michigan game when I first heard about it. Like, oh, man, I don't want to miss the show after Michigan. Nope, I did not feel bad about it at (laughs) all yesterday. You know what yesterday was like? You know, in elementary school,
1: the one kid threw up in the, in the bathroom and they called the janitor. You're like, man, I feel bad for the janitor. I was the janitor yesterday <laughs> and you weren't there. That's what happened yesterday. Oh, that's funny. Clean man. that up. You did a good job. Listen, BYU is going to clean it up. They'll be better Friday Sparkly clean. They'll, they'll score points. They'll win the match. They'll do the, get to the thing.
0: Let's get that place looking spick and span. Yeah. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. It starts with some football news. Freshman cornerback Diane Lake is a non-qualifier. According to the NCAA Clearinghouse, he will not play this season. He's good to practice and do those things, but he cannot play in the game. Bronco Mendel also announced linebacker Philip Amone tore his ACL, Amone, cor- correction. But everyone is possible. Everybody else that got banged up is possible for Friday's game against Connecticut.
1: I need more details there, and we'll find those out as we get uh, later in the week with BYU football. Today's Men's Basketball Media Day, as we mentioned. Awesome. Dave Rose, Kyle Collinsworth, Chase Fisher, Jordan Chapman will be in studio. Dave Rose's press conference is live as well at 4 Eastern time. You can watch that on BYUtv.org.
0: BYU women's volleyball after an upset at the hands of Santa Clara drops from number 10 to number 15 in the latest Top 25 poll. The ladies face LMU tonight, 9 Eastern on ESPNU.
1: And BYU junior forward Michelle Murphy's Vasconcelos is the West Coast Conference Women's Soccer Player of the Week for a two-assist night against Long Beach State on Saturday.
0: Just win. Just keep winning. Also, rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. A September to remember? Or wake me up when September ends? Hey, however you feel. Billy Joe Armstrong. However you feel. BYU football in September 2015, one of a kind. That brings us to the Twitter question.
1: How would you define the month of September for BYU football? Use the hashtag BYUSN. How much time do we have? Yeah. Okay. Remember during the summer, I said, hey, two and two would be good with Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams. So I feel, I feel fine. Now, come in, this is a weird question to ask given that it was, we're three days away from 31 nothing against Michigan. That was embarrassing. It was humiliating. BYU will bounce back from that. Hopefully, win the next couple of games, get on track, right? But two and two, when you take a step back, good. For me. Good, because you had to make two incredible plays to win the games you did. BYU probably should have won that game against UCLA, but did not. And then the Michigan game happened. There's no rhyme or reason for, you know, what ha- BYU just got manhandled.
0: There's no way around how BYU got to 2-2 two and two hurts. There's no way around it. Yes, and if the first game had been
1: 31 nothing loss at Nebraska, but then BYU wins two of the next three, it would feel different right now. But 2-2, two and two, when all of a sudden done out of September, is good. And guess what? Next September is going to be the same thing, except October is not going to be four straight home games. It's going to be tough games against, what is it, Michigan State, and even Toledo's the best G5 team right now in Mississippi State. It's going to be even tougher next year.
0: It's interesting in some of the conversations I've had with members of BYU Sports Nation, diehard fans, passionate for sure, that there is this idea that Michigan wiped away everything good that BYU football has done In September. Nationally, that is true. It's gone. So to a degree, yes, it stings because you lose the hype. To a high degree, it stings. And obviously, the Michigan game was terrible for BYU's national image. But let's not continue to be so narrow-minded. The season is not defined by a single game and and you can feel that with the Hail Mary, right? That was defined by that uh
1: that week, right? Peak BYU moments. Peak moments and then the low mo- okay. And then the super low moments. Yeah. So so what's possible for BYU? 8 games left. I'm still hoping BYU gets 8 wins. Listen, Tanner Mangum's a freshman quarterback, BYU's banged up. The Michigan game was Utah State part 2 by the way. An embarrassing loss, a disappointing loss, where People you get, get some hurt. injuries. Yeah, and stu- we still need to find out more information about some of these injuries. See who's playing, who's not, and how long and whatever for Saturday. Everyone's possible, according to Bronco Menhall. But eight games left. It's the whole season for Tanner Mangum to develop. And we'll see what BYU gets. They'll go to Vegas or Hawaii, hopefully win eight games, hopefully win a bowl game. And then you look towards next year. Hopefully BYU can beat Missouri, get a nice win over an SEC team. I don't care if Missouri stinks. Just winning
0: that game would be a good win. It's always interesting to look at the recent past and teams that have, you know, you play the comparison game. What is a team kind of like BYU that has experienced something similar recently? And there have been a couple of teams last year specifically that have bounced back after just horrible, awful losses. This is a call to arms for BYU. You can go one of two ways, and the coaches will present that to the team this week. You can use this to motivate you and get better and fire you up. Or we can witness what we did last year. BYU loses lost four, four straight
1: games. And we did not think that would happen. We, we thought BYU would be competitive against UCF. In fact, I said on the show, even if BYU lost, I thought that would still be a positive in the right direction because it was a Thursday on the road with Christian Stewart, blah, blah, blah. But then BYU lost to Nevada. That was the loss. I was like, what? How did that happen? Now, I see East Carolina and Cincinnati ahead, and I go, Okay, be careful. BYU should beat Connecticut and Wagner, obviously. But East Carolina, a team that beat Virginia Tech, only lost by seven in the swamp to Florida. Cincinnati did lose to Memphis, but the backup threw for 574 and five touchdowns. Those are dangerous games in
0: October at home. How do you define September? Send in your hashtags, or send in your responses using the hashtag BYUSN, but let me continue with this. I look at Boise State last year, Jerem. They got embarrassed by Ole Miss. It was not a close game in the season opener. Ole Miss is a good team. Then they lose on the road against a very mediocre Air Force team. Get manhandled by Air Force. Air Force Force won
1: 10 games, by the way. Um, It had Grant Hedrick and Jay... I I feel you. And they they did bounce back. Won 12 games, won the Fiesta Bowl. But it wasn't with the backup quarterback and the fourth string running back. Jay Ajayi was an NFL draft pick. Grant Hedrick was a senior quarterback that was in there. That's a big difference to me than throwing Tanner Mangum and, like, Francis Bernard is going to get like 10 carries this weekend, it sounds like.
0: Well, before we write it off as the four-string running back, we need to find out. (laughs) Is Adam Hine going to play? Is Algie Brown going to play? Taysom
1: Hill is your first-string running back, jokingly. Uh, Yeah, we'll we'll see with Hine. Hopefully, Hine and Brown are good. But Francis Bernard ran four carries for 30 yards. He's going to get a shot
0: this week. But this team, without Taysom Hill and without Jamal Williams and without Algie Brown, is the same team that beat Boise State and... Probably should have beat UCLA.
1: Well, they should have lost to Nebraska and if you say should have beat UCLA, then you should say should have lost to Nebraska to Okay, State.
0: either way, that were competitive in a win yeah. or a loss with both of those teams. Which is great. You look at the first three games, BYU
1: was competitive in every one of those games. They happened to win two of them by making great plays, which is to BYU's credit. But look at the you know, big picture, two and two isn't it is good. It's good to me. The standard's too high to think BYU comes out 3-1 and one when three of those games are on the road. BYU was asking for tough games because Tom Homo is a man, and he does not back down from this. He's told us on this set, if we are offered relevant, national, great games, we're not going to say no to those. And those happen to be ding, 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 ding in a row, and two wins, to me, is good.
0: BYU has been in this scenario before where they come out of a brutal September and have turned it around.
1: It helped to have a Heisman trophy winning quarterback Certainly, in this situation. But
0: even he went to Big 10 country with an 0 and 2 record in 1991 against Penn State, perennial power, and got embarrassed.
1: 33 to 7 loss. 91 BYU plays a neutral against Florida State, loses by 16. Plays at UCLA, that was my first BYU game ever, I was 7. BYU loses by four.
0: Close, Isn't that interesting? Close competitive at UCLA.
1: And then at Penn State, BYU loses by 26, 33-7. BYU then uh, the rest of the
0: season goes 8-0-2. BYU at UCLA in 2015. Close competitive loss. They go on the road. Big Ten country the following week.
1: I feel feel you. Get blown out. If Taysom Hill was the
0: quarterback... There's a big difference.
1: I give Tanner Mangum the whole season to develop. Certainly it's, I do. I promise you there's another loss or two or more in the season for BYU because they're injured,
0: they're playing a freshman quarterback. Allow him to grow. I'm not Allow saying it. that I'm we not should've. talking to you. Yeah, I'm talking yeah. to the fans. But I think Tanner Mangum isn't your average true freshman quarterback. Amen. Obviously. And BYU, this is the call to arms. This is the pride check. What are you going to do after Michigan? If
1: BYU only wins eight games this year, that's fine. It's a tough schedule. People are hurt. Freshman quarter. Like, understand the situation and manage expectations. If you lost Kyle Collinsworth and Chase Fisher in basketball this year, would you maintain the expectation you had at the beginning of the season? That would be foolish. You need to look at who you have and say, okay, let's set realistic goals here.
0: The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Join BYU Sports Nation How would you define the month of September for BYU football? Let's get a couple of tweets in.
3: It's winter time.
0: I really like this response from at Nick Aletto. Yep, that Aletto. The first step toward a real P5-like schedule. Just like Utah, there may be growing pains. Hashtag better than the alternative.
1: That's the best point anyone could have made about this whole situation.
0: It it's takes tough. time sure. to get used you to this level you don't, of difficulty. You don't
1: want to or expect to lose, but when it happens, you can say, you know what, yeah, we're going to fight through this.
0: Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we tip off our basketball media day coverage with head coach Dave Rose. How did the Cougars get better without Tyler Hawes? BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Our conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN.
1: A brand new episode of Inside BYU Football airs tonight at 7.30 Eastern time. Should be an interesting one. As we mentioned, reality TV, the highs and the lows. Obviously a low moment. Let's see how BYU bounces back. What was it like Leading up to the mission game and after as BYU prepares to bounce back from that. It's on tonight, Inside BYU Football, 730 Eastern on BYU TV.
0: We flip the page now to BYU Basketball Media Day and do so in grand fashion. We welcome the head basketball coach, Dave Rose, back to Studio B. Coach, what's going on?
1: I know it's serious when you bring a jacket onto set. Um, yeah. The Gonzaga game in, in Vegas, you, you lost the jacket. Will you keep the jacket on during
3: this interview? Yeah, I'll keep it on. I've, yeah. I've got... Uh, Strict instructions from quite a few people to uh, make sure that uh, that shouldn't happen again. You know that was one of the highlights
0: of the season for me, right?
3: Well, I, I hope it wasn't. I, I, <laughs> I, uh, I, I will tell you this: that uh, there have been a lot of changes in the league uh, as far as our officials and assignments, and, and hopefully that uh, mm. that helps my jacket stay on.
0: Mm. Very good. Dave Rose with us on BYU Sports Nation. It is BYU Basketball Media Day. You had an opportunity to go to Spain, and oh, here, here we're seeing the, the jacket thrown, Coach. I, off
3: quick, I, I, you gotta, you gotta that's the out. thing. That was good that's technique. That's
1: the thing. Yeah, that was good technique. But
3: but let's, let's, all I really wanted to do was just set it on the chair, but I did it with a little emphasis, which caused some problems.
1: <laughs> that was the most political answer that you could get with that. That was great. Yeah.
0: But you mentioned the changes in the West Coast Conference. Uh, How will that change how the game is played in conference play? Well, I I don't
3: don't know. I I just know that we'll have a bigger pool of officials. Uh, And the guy assigning the officials is assigning the Pac-12 and the WCC and the Mountain West and uh, the Big West and the WAC. And so he'll have a a, a larger pool of Mm. guys to choose from. And uh, I'm really familiar with him because he assigned the Mountain West Conference, Bobby Dibler, when – when we, we were in the, the Mountain West Conference. So it'll be a little more familiar to us, I think.
1: New season, you start practice Monday. Uh, what, what gets you excited about this group?
3: Well, our trip to Spain is what kind of gets me excited. I, we had a chance to practice for 10 days in August and then go to uh, you know, to Spain, play four games um, on that trip. And, and that's uh, you know, that's kind of we spent the last three weeks just working on a lot of things individually with our guys in small groups. And uh, now we have a chance to to get started and, uh, and then, you know, see what this group can do. I, I, I really like the, uh, the leadership that we have and I like the size of our front line. I, I think that the last couple years, uh, the size of our front line for whatever reason, experience or foul trouble or health issues, um, um, have caused us to play a smaller team. Hopefully we can, uh, we can play a bigger team, more physical, It'll make us better defensively. It'll make us better, uh, on the boards. And, uh, and hopefully we can find a way to manage Tyler's loss, you know. I mean, it, it feels really similar to four or five years ago when we were trying to figure out how we are going to score without Jimmer. But uh, we had four guys, average double figures on this trip, and, and I think we have the capability maybe five or six guys uh, to, that are, pot- are capable of doing that. So we'll just see how that works out.
0: Dave Rhodes with us on BYU Sports Nation in Studio B. I get the impression from some of the guys in conversations that I've had that they are confident that even though you lose the all-time leading score in BOA basketball history, that they're ready to step up and, and they feel like they can be better and go further. Why is that the case?
3: Because that's the beauty of my job. I mean, the fact that when you lose an All-American, the most exciting thing to our guys is that they get a chance to come back uh and and then replace them. everybody wants to play i mean that's the key and uh so these guys are excited for the opportunity sometimes guys will come in the program and it doesn't look like maybe there's a lot of playing time available but uh, you take a group of guys like jake toulson and jordan chapman and zach sellius and uh, nick emery those guys coming in they know there's a lot of minutes and a lot of points and that makes them really excited
1: when you look at this group too it's it's exciting because you talked about the difference in the front court did does your offense uh and the way you run plays change at all because of your personnel?
3: It changes every year and uh you know we made a <laughs> kind of a conscious uh commitment last year after Nate went out in the in the 10th game and we didn't know when we were going to back get him back but we knew it was a hamstring and it would be a while and we ended up not getting him back at all but when you replace 611 with six-two or five-eleven, because it was Skyler Halford and Anson Winder who were the ones that were ready for those minutes. It changed everything about how we were going to play. And uh, some nights it was really, really exciting to watch those guys go and and uh, when they were on. And, and you know we got you know cut fired late and was able to you know win a few games and qualified for the tournament. But uh, uh, it, it, it's really hard um, to consistently play. A smaller lineup and be really consistent and so uh, that's what I look forward to I look forward to Nate's experience coming back Corbin's getting better he's got great size great athleticism Kyle Davis who you know was our second leading scorer on the trip to Spain we waited for for a year he's practiced with us Jamal the minutes he played were uh, tremendous and so you just take that group of guys along with Braden Shaw and, and Jacob Hartsock we, we have some bigger uh, guys and a little bit more depth up there on the front line. Managing
0: expectations is always tough, especially when when you're in and year out. I mean, you average twenty five wins per year as the head coach at, at BYU. So how do you
3: manage the consistently high expectations for this program? Well, I actually kind of set those. You know, I, I think that our guys understand that when they come here, that that's what's expected. And uh, the expectations from the outside, I don't really, I don't really deal with. I kind of ignore it. I'm not a big reader of. I'm a big fan of you guys, but I don't listen Thanks, to you Dave. much, okay? Because uh, <laughs> you're practicing. <laughs> but uh, I, uh, I, I think that pressure is a beautiful thing. And if you can get your guys to embrace it, to to worry about today's pressure and not get confused with yesterday's pressures, tomorrow's pressures, that you're dealing with what's up today. I, I think some of the the greatest stories for me are these young kids who come into this thing and, you know, as soon as they sign, they get on Twitter, and they, you know they get another three or four thousand followers, and they're so excited, coach, this is the greatest thing ever. And then we have an interview, you know, maybe in the middle of the season, and those Twitter guys, they they kind of turn on you pretty fast, you know. And uh, so I, I think that uh, uh, dealing with expectations is is an easy part of this job because I think we create them. Mm.
1: The schedule has some quality games on it. Um, do you feel like you're going to need to win maybe a few more in the regular season, given that it might not you might not have the same kind of RPI at the end of the season?
3: Well, you know, this was one of the most difficult schedules to put together that we've had. I, I think that, uh, you know, when, when ESPN uh, invited us to come to the Diamond Head Classic, which Those exempt tournaments are hard to find because all so many of them play on Sunday, and so when you find one that doesn't play on Sunday, then you get a little bit interested. But this, the timing of this one, is really difficult. I mean, you're playing.
1: You had to reschedule uh, a conference game
3: a week before your league, and you know we were promised as we made that commitment to play that uh, they'd take care of us. You know, in a league schedule, and they did a really good job. They gave us six of our first eight conference games on the road, so they took care of us, and uh, we look forward to the (laughs) challenge. Okay. The challenge will be, uh, uh, you know, we got to be ready coming right out of the shoots because everyone plays the same amount of games, but you get six of eight to start, you better be ready.
0: I, I am really enjoying this interview. We need to do this more often, Coach. Dave Rose with us on BYU Basketball Media Day. When you look at the schedule, and RPI is always such a huge factor, and you've done a masterful job of putting your team in position to have an RPI necessary, wins and losses to be selected for the ncaa tournament do you feel like the rpi challenge is going to be where it needs to be again with this schedule
3: well i mean the rpi is is always kind of a uh, you know it's, it's a crapshoot because you think you're you're you, you know where the teams are going to uh finish but you know that they're, they're, what they do and and how they play after you play them is uh is totally out of your control but um we are playing a lot of teams that are picked to finish in the top half of their league and uh usually that's good for uh, your consistent RPI over the years. Is, is this
1: team better equipped in any way to uh, better challenge Gonzaga for the conference championship?
3: I think we might be a little more balanced. I hope we are more balanced. I think that uh, you know, the, the, the year that Kyle and Tyler had last year uh, is really just phenomenal. And when you think about it, to, for those two guys to do what they did on the same team – Winning, you know, uh, 25 games or so is is an amazing accomplishment, and uh, uh, I, I know that uh, that Kyle is 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 really motivated. He's had a great summer. He's really improved his game, um, but, you know. But to get six triple doubles in, in one season is pretty difficult. Probably because no one's ever done it before except him. And and uh, I think our balance will be better. And it'll be interesting to see. Uh, you know where he really helps our team and that's the beauty of Kyle Collinsworth is that is that he can help your team in so many ways and last year we had to have Kyle rebound for us and that's where the triple double came from he's a obviously a good scorer and as your point guard he's gonna you know have nights where he's gonna get double digit assist but to consistently rebound the way he did and uh, you know he averaged seven rebounds a game on the trip this, this year and uh, I, I believe that uh, He has the potential to do that. But it'll be interesting to see if he gets those 16 or 17 rebound nights like he had last year.
0: Coach, does Jerem look better with this current hairstyle
3: or with a shaved head? Well, there's two two things about that. Oh, boy. I actually watched that, okay, not live, but – I, I so you t- do watch us. I was told it was awesome, so I checked it out. <laughs> and the first thing I did is I reprimanded Skyler Halford because of all the things. As good as he was going down the stretch for us last year, he's a horrible barber. Okay? <laughs> yeah, that, that was our bad. And the, equi- the equipment wasn't very good.
1: Yeah, we. Br- it, I think weren't they literally sheep shearers yeah. that we brought in? I think
3: that's correct. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you that that's a much better look. Thank yeah, you. Okay. <laughs> and if you, you. Have, if you have any, you know, more challenges for us uh, this year, uh, we'll willingly accept. <laughs>
1: I learned my lesson.
3: I have no (laughs) challenges in terms of shaved Shaved
0: heads for you. That was great stuff. Coach, uh, we wish you the best of luck. Great to have you with us. Thanks,
3: guys. Good luck to you.
0: Dave Rose on BYU Sports Nation. It is BYU Basketball Media Day. We continue next with some of the personnel, including one of the NCAA Triple-Double Kings, Kyle Collinsworth. He is in Studio B. BYU Basketball Media Day continues live on BYU TV, simulcast on BYU Radio. Jerem's hair will return after the break.
1: Thank goodness for everyone's sake.
0: BYU Sports Nation brought to you in part by the Cougar Club, supporting BYU's 623 student-athletes. Welcome to the club. Hey, it's a Super
1: Tuesday. Tonight at 6 Eastern time, BYU Sports Nation will re-air. BYU Basketball Media Day, of course, on today. Fantastic stuff from Dave Rose. Kyle Collinsworth, Chase Fisher, Jordan Chapman coming up. And then at 7 Eastern, inside BOA football from last week. 7.30 Eastern, the brand new inside BOA football. Then 8 Eastern after further review. It's a Super Tuesday on BYU TV.
0: And some more football news. Freshman cornerback Diane Lake, a non-qualifier according to the NCAA Clearinghouse. He will not play this season. Still with the program, still practicing. But there was some sort of mix-up between high school and college. So Diane is not... Uh, going to play in a game for BYU this season. Bronco Mendenhall also announcing linebacker Philip Amone tore his ACL, but everyone is possible. Everyone else that got hurt, possible for the UConn game against Friday.
1: Men's Basketball Media Day continues on this show, and at 4 Eastern time, Dave Rose's live press conference will be on org.
0: Women's volleyball drops from 10th to 15th in the latest Top 25, and BYU junior forward, for the women's soccer team, Michelle murphy Vasconcelos, and Salos, the WCC Player of the Week. Joining us now in Studio B, one of the NCAA Triple-Double Kings, Kyle Collinsworth, and also a star of a new BYU Sports Nation commercial that we haven't revealed, but we're, we're getting close, Kyle. How was that experience for
4: you uh, shooting the commercial? It was fun. I'm excited to see how it will turn out. I'm curious.
1: So are we. I've, I haven't seen anything with it.
4: <laughs> it'll air later in the uh, basketball <laughs> season, but it'll be good.
0: This is your first full off season. In terms of not coming out of high school, not coming off of a mission, not coming off of a season-ending knee injury, how
4: has it been for you just being able to
0: be dialed in?
4: It's been nice, you know, be able to carry some momentum, have a, a great season, and then be healthy and build off of that, you know. I took what, you know, things I need to work on, things I need to improve on, I've been able to build off, you know, this last season, so it's been nice. Last year
1: we talked about are you enjoying the moment? Um, do you realize what you've done? You know, with the triple doubles, did
4: you ever did you have that in the off season? Yeah, you know, I took time after the off season. You know, kind of relaxed and you know, took a couple of days and was proud of myself. Kind of celebrated with my wife Shay and then sat down, set some new goals and some new things ahead. So I'm excited.
1: Are triple doubles among the goals?
4: Yeah. It's not so much the triple-doubles, of course, it's become like a number game now, you know, everyone's kind of made it that, but it's just to be able to keep playing like that, to be able to, you know, get steals, get assists, rebounds, points, just do all those things, you know, for my team. So, it's just mostly the style of play I'm trying to keep doing.
0: With working on specific parts of your game and and setting those goals, what give us a, a look into what you are trying to accomplish and what you've been working on specifically over the summer, uh-huh,
4: you know my mid-range game is a lot is the one thing I focused on a lot, just that pull-up jumper, you know, instead of getting all the way to rim, you know, when a guy cuts me off, just pull up for that jumper, post moves, facing up, you know, fadeaways, jump hooks, everything in the post you could imagine, and then some. And then some. (laughs) 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 Three-pointers? And then, you know, three-pointers a little bit, but I'm trying to just expand my game, you know, step-by-step. Every offseason, just expand it a little more. Three-pointers, when they go under a ball screen, shoot those too. But hopefully I won't need to shoot a ton of those because, you know, my teammates, Chase, you know, all of them, Jake, Nick, Chapman, everyone likes to shoot threes and can shoot threes. So, no, I will shoot them if I need to, but – I think more important is for me to find three-point shooters and get them the ball in good spots.
1: Some of these skills sound like uh, they would translate to upping your uh, professional stock as well. What the, you you want to improve for the team, but what role does that play as you prepare for your final season at BYU? You
4: know, I think the better I get for my NBA career, the better it helps my team. So you think it's a win-win, and I have that mindset. Not only do I want to have a great season for me, but I want to win. You know, I want to win every game with my teammates, and once again. That helps the team, and that helps me in the long run. So, you know, it goes hand-in-hand, hand and I want to be extremely versatile even more than I was last year, and just I've expanded my pick-and-roll game, dribbling, and just I'm a lot more explosive this off season. so I'm excited. You came in here and said you just
0: got done working out in your Spain attire. What What yeah. does your Spain attire
4: include? Well, after the game, I traded... Some of my stuff or some Spain shorts. Did you no, talk
1: to Steve Bushman before you did that?
4: Don't worry about it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I got these number 19. You guys can't see them, but they're really nice. Super short? Super short. showing off the quads. <laughs> but, yeah, maybe. But, yeah, they're nice, and they make me feel like I'm back in Spain. Okay. Just...
1: What, what was Spain like, too? I, I mean, there's all sorts of aspects to that, the the uh, tourism part, the games and all oh, that.
4: Yeah. It, it was a fun experience as a team to be able to bond this early and to be able to have practices and and to play I know it's a huge i think it's a huge advantage for our team because we've got four games under our belt some practices and we've seen what worked and you know what things we need to improve on what we did well. It was a really fun time
1: did you shoot shotguns with coach Rose? We heard something yeah. like that oh yeah matadors what what's going on i did and there's a- and then
4: there are right there. <laughs> are you a better shooter on the basketball court or with a gun? I, it took me a while, but once I warmed up, I was a good shooter in pool ball right there. Mm, okay. I was lights out.
1: That's just a taste of the season to come, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah.
4: Oh, yeah. No, it was a fun trip, though, all around. The games, you know, it's always nice to win. You go 4-0. 4-0, that's always good, and just, just the atmosphere and experience.
0: BYU senior guard Kyle Collinsworth with us in Studio that's B. That's weird. Lindy's... You just said senior. I know. It, it is weird. weird. Lindy's Magazine just released their preseason special, and, and the West Region, they said, you're the best small forward in college basketball. What, what, is, what does that mean?
4: You know what? This year is another goal of mine is to make sure that people know I'm a point guard. They have no choice but to know. I, know, I don't know what games how they've you... been watching. but
1: <laughs> how, do you, how do you make sure someone knows what position you
4: play? You send him an email. I'm a point guard. Just win games and play great to where, you know, they tune in and say, "Wow, he's not a small forward. He's a point guard. He's a power guard. Oh, point power point forward. Guard. Yeah,
1: like power that. guard. Hey, did power we just develop guard. something on accident? We do that a lot on this show. Uh, it's it's weird to think about this, but Tyler Haw is one of the best scorers in NCAA history, top twenty. It feels like this team will have more balance that might lend itself to a season that could be better than last year. Do you get that same vibe? Yeah. Is that is that fair?
4: I think that is fair. I think our – you know, last year we were really dominant at the guard level. I mean, we have good guards again, but we have a lot of good big guys, so I think we'll be more balanced in that aspect. And you know, we got Corbin, KD, Jamal, and some more, so it'll be good. Kyle Collinsworth, season
0: opener on November 13th against Utah Valley, the – what are we going to call that again? Jeremy? Parkway series the, or Parkway collision? The parkway series or the Parkway collision? I Pope guess. versus BYU. I don't know. We'll figure <laughs> it out. Well,
1: in, in one word, awkward. Awkward or awesome? Playing against Mark Pope, November thirteenth.
4: Awesome. 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 I don't. I like it too. Maybe awkward for him, not for me. I don't. I have no problem with. They that wouldn't thing. have figured. They wouldn't <laughs> have
0: had the series if it was awkward, right?
4: Right. Yeah.
0: He has the game plan against you. That's not a fun thing. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, thanks for the time, man. We wish you the best of luck. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. BYU Basketball Media Day continuing on BYU Sports Nation. A reminder with the generous support of the Cougar Club, BYU 623 student athletes, including Kyle Collinsworth, are role models, leaders, graduates, and champions. Be willing to help them succeed with your donation and welcome to the club. Up next on the show, Chase Fisher, sharp shooter. Had one of the best three-point shooting seasons of any BYU Cougar. That's right, right up there with Jimmer. He's in Studio B next. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan live from Studio B on BYU Basketball Media Day. Remember, if you ever miss an episode of BYUSN Live, the rebroadcast airs weeknights. On BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern.
1: Inside BYU Football airs tonight, 7.30 Eastern time. A brand new edition, BYU and Michigan. Obviously a tough loss for the Cougars. How will they bounce back? Check out how they do tonight, 7.30 Eastern time.
0: Our third guest of the day in Studio B is Chase Fisher, sharp shooter, senior for the BYU basketball team, and has some Brigham flow working with that hair, Chase. Yeah, look at,
5: this. Look at that hair, man. What
0: inspired the, the locks uh, growing out, man?
5: Uh, after season, uh, I saw somebody, me and my brother, my brother's a couple years older than me. He said, uh, he saw somebody with like a man bun or something. And we were both like, okay, let's, let's see who can grow it out longer. And Anson Winder, my roommate kept telling me that I wouldn't do it. And I've done it. It's been like six (laughs) months, but it's going to be cut in a couple days. Not by, I don't, I don't want to cut it, but you know how it is. You just got to do it. I got to do it.
1: Have you gotten to the testing center successfully with that?
5: Uh, Right now, I take class uh, tests in class. All my classes are small enough to where they're in class, so my teachers are cool. But they, I wouldn't be welcome in the testing center. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I was going to say. Yeah, if you rock and a they charge man you for bus, a pencil.
0: Rock a man bun and then wear a hat, man.
5: It's too curly, man. <laughs> Those <were> out, man <laughs> buns are just outlawed at BYU Idaho. I'm just saying. Yeah, I know, and it's a rough life out here if you got <laughs> long hair.
1: Okay, uh, you pra- start practice Monday. You went to Spain. Uh, season's just around the corner. What have you been working on over the summer to improve?
5: Um mainly I've been working uh I, me and Kyle have been working a lot with uh with Paul Peterson. He works a lot of guys out around here uh, in the Utah Valley. He's a great dude. Um just a lot on on my off the dribble game, a lot of ball handling, a lot of mid-range floaters, different ways to finish around the basket. And obviously I've kept working on how to, you know, get my three off and Uh, different ways to do that but I've really expanded my game and this has been by far the most you know successful summer of of my career so I stayed here all summer working out um, and it's been a big time summer for me
0: can you pinpoint why it was the most successful offseason for you is there is there one thing you decided to do
5: um you know, I really think the biggest thing for me is I've I've been good on my diet over the last couple of years. I've really toned that up. Um,
1: Macro, micronutrients. Absolutely, that's what we learned from you on the show.
5: It's everything. It's I. We'll, do, well, that'll be a different show though if you guys have okay. me on for my nutrition segment. But. Um, <laughs> No, I think the biggest thing, honestly, was staying here the whole summer. Uh, every year of my career, you know, even when I was at Wake, I think it hurt me when I, I'd go home for a couple months. And, I mean, you get good workouts in, but it's just not the same. So I decided to stay all summer uh, out here. And, I mean, it was kind of tough because I didn't see my family a lot or anybody. But it was awesome because I was working out every day, you know, and Kyle was obviously here. He lives here. So me and Kyle were working out a lot, um, you know, a lot of weights, a lot of conditioning, a lot of footwork, a lot of work. So it was it was just good because I was here the whole time, I think, it it. Help me stay organized
1: 103 three-pointers was the second most to Jimmer Fredette's uh three-pointers in the season last year did you ever sit back and think wow that that was a lot of threes was that the goal um, for you to have that many
5: no I, I don't I think honestly I was it's crazy to think but I was really happy that the coaches gave me a chance to revive my career um because for me it was kind of like wow where am I? I was at a crossroads coming here in my red shirt year uh, it was just like I didn't know what I was doing, um, you know, with my career. But then, you know, I came out had a, started hitting a lot of threes, and Coach Rose gave me that freedom, which was awesome. Uh, so without you know Coach Rose and the staff, I wouldn't be here. But um, yeah, I didn't really have a goal to do that. But for this year, for sure, I have more goals than I did last year. But it was it was a good year.
0: BYU senior guard Chase Fisher with us on BYU basketball media day. We are hosting it on BYU Sports Nation. How many of Tyler Haw's fifteen shots per game? Are you going to get this year?
5: Man, I'm gonna try and grab at least five, you know what I mean? Five to six. No, um you know, I don't know. I'm not obviously thinking specific. So I can't give you a, a specific answer. I'm not gonna seven point eight. Yeah, but just let Todd know I'm gonna take a couple. Um no, I think for sure my you know, my shots will go up a little bit this year. Um but I wanna stay, you know, good percentages and, and we've had this talk guys stay a little get a little bit more consistent for sure just because and i think i will be more consistent this year just because um i'll be more of a focal point in the offense not that i wasn't last year but i was more three point threat but now i can kind of expand my game and a lot more mid range a lot more to the basket and have the ball in my hands a little bit more Um, so yeah, I definitely think I'll gobble up a couple of those shots, but we got a lot of good dudes coming into and we'll be a little bit different, a little more inside out, um, as well. So I think it'll kind of be distributed, distributed evenly. And that's what I like about this
1: team. And and that goes into last year was, okay, you probably had three consistent scores, you, Kyle, Tyler, and then you would get good efforts from different guys on various Mm -hmm. nights. But if, if you had an off night or Kyle had an off night or Tyler, that meant something more than maybe it might this year, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Because you have more, more balance.
5: Yeah, I for sure think so. And we also had, I mean, Ants averaged thirteen and a half two, and Sky was coming on hot at the end of the year. Mm. But it was just so tough because we were all guards. So a team can pinpoint that and say, you know what, we're just going to really pressure these dudes and we can help. There's going to be a lot of help off if you drive. So I think having, you know, Corbin's been making huge strides this summer. Kyle Davis has been good for us. Uh, you know, Jamal has been good. Um, so I think – yeah, it'll open it up a lot more for everybody else too and uh, make us a little more balanced.
0: Everybody has a different opinion on weighing conference championships and what they mean to a program and NCAA tournament success. But given the fact that BYU hasn't won a West Coast Conference title since they've joined that league and it's been Gonzaga's party, mm-hmm. what matters more right now to the program, winning a West Coast Conference title or postseason success in the NCAA tournament?
5: Uh, you know, I'm not sure about what the what the fan base thinks because I'm kind of out of touch with reality. I don't I don't have any, <laughs> I don't have any social media and I just worry about you know my close friends what they say and my teammates and stuff. But I know for sure we want to win a, a West Coast Conference championship. I think I, I'm not coming out of here making any crazy you know allegations, but I think every team wants to win that and we for sure want to. But I think they go hand in hand. Honestly, if if we're going if we win the West Coast Conference championship, we'll have postseason success and you know it, I think they'll they you know go hand in hand with each other.
1: What's the biggest challenge this team faces this season, in your opinion?
5: Uh, I think just being a little bit inexperienced, um, just because we got good players. We have good guys to fill, you know, the roles of everyone leaving. But a lot of them haven't been in big atmospheres and haven't been, you know, when the lights turn on and, you know, it's a game day instead of, you know, we've been in Spain. We've had practices and scrimmages, but it's kind of all different when, you know, games start. So. I think that'll be the biggest thing. I think we got guys who will step up for sure, but that's an adjustment for anyone. I know when I was a freshman sophomore, you know, it was really tough and you wanted to lean on those older guys. So, luckily we have a good balance of, you know, veterans with with some younger guys who are really talented.
0: Chase, I know you got a midterm later today. We wish you the best of luck on that. And that's Karma what people don't remember, you know? Like it's like you still got to go to classes and take tests and stuff, man.
5: Hey, student-athlete, you know what I mean? I think I'm the definition of a student-athlete. Athletic I, I, student is what I like to call it. Hey, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> call it. Jay <laughs> Fisher, what with midterm is BYU it? Sports Nation, huh? yeah, what midterm? What midterm? I can't disclose that. Listen, man, I got to keep my academic records to me. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> okay. You got the one serious time is the academic records. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and fear not, your uh, Golden Locks will be featured Forever in the BYU Sports Nation commercial coming up. So while you have Thank to get you. a haircut, it will be there forever.
5: Thank you so much. Appreciate it. It needs to live on. Because it, it'll the BYU fan base will never see it again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Chase, great to have you All with us, right, man. Thanks, guys. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we continue our BYU basketball media day interview spree with Jordan Chapman, another sharp shooter. He's making his first trip into the broadcast facility. Stay with us. Consistency is
1: awesome, baby.
0: BYU Sports Station presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. It is BYU Basketball Media Day in Studio B. A little bit earlier, we had a chance to talk with another interview. Jordan Chapman making his debut on BYUSN. Here is that conversation. Jordan, first of all, welcome to Studio B, man. Do you feel like a new man now that you're here?
2: This is my first time, man. I feel, I feel honored to be here.
0: Okay, we saw you take an increased role in Spain and uh, a lot of good social media interaction from your dad and from other BYU fans. What did you do to, to uh, kind of establish your role in Spain?
2: Just the whole offseason we've been working hard as a team and uh, just been getting my body right, um, working on my athleticism and stuff. So just excited that I finally got to play in Spain. What was it like to graduate from uh, get-out-the-chairs-and-water-bottles guy to, hey, you can play now? Uh, it was, I'm just excited, man, that I'm that I'm here, that I can play. You know, Spain was was a lot of fun because I haven't played for for so long in an actual game, so it was just a great opportunity to play.
1: When you're a redshirt, your your role is certainly different, and you have to wait your time. How did how did you stay uh, focused and prepared so that this season
2: you could be effective? You know, I mean, there's just so many great guys that were playing, like Tyler Hawes, Anson, Sky, Casey. You know, so I was just. Just there, learning from them every day in practice, so that when I got my opportunity, that I could show what I can do.
0: When you look back at it, what was the best part of your redshirt year, and then the most challenging part of your redshirt year?
2: Uh, the best part, I mean, was just just learning, like I was talking about, just finally getting getting the BYU jersey on and, and practicing and stuff, and um, just you know, just getting my body right, you know, after being back from the mission so I'm just I'm just focused on right now and what I can do to help the team win right now
0: and then the most challenging part would be
2: just not being able to play or yeah just just having to watch from the sidelines but uh but I'm here now so (laughs) you made it (laughs) yeah in practice the
1: kind of scout squad or whatever um where's the pennies it's almost like you're demoted, right, so if you're a red shirt you got the you got the pennies or a walk on or whatever what was it like competing on that with that group to try and get the team ready for game day yet you want to show your stuff
2: yeah, it was cool I because, mean, you know you'd you'd run stuff that the other team was going to run, and so you got to be on the top of your game so that the guys that you know were going to start and stuff were knew what the plays the other team was gonna run. So it was it was just a great opportunity. Did you
1: ever like it, it prepping for Gonzaga, you take the role of Kevin Pangos or whatever and you just shoot as much as you
2: want and yell things. Did you ever take on that role more than just a normal I mean I didn't the... didn't go crazy with it, just <laughs> just doing, you know, what the guys were actually trying to do in the game, so
1: were you ever Shemek Karnowski and trying to be 7'3 or anything like that? No,
2: nah, that, that would have been fun, though. Stand on a ladder? I'd have know? to put on some weight.
0: <laughs> I don't think there's anybody in the country that can be Shemek Karnowski. No, no.
1: None Jordan, of the BYU offensive linemen could be Shemek Karnowski.
0: Jordan Chapman with this, BYU Basketball Media Day on BYU Sports Nation. You've mentioned a couple of times your health and getting your body right. How is your health and more specifically your knee right now?
2: Yeah, I'm 100%. I'm feeling great and just ready to go. When when did you get back to full health and what's it been like this summer to try and get yourself ready? I've been just, just full off season, I've been healthy and um just get my body right so that I'm able to play throughout the whole season and just make sure I'm effective. So
1: Describe your game. Who do you who do you play like? What what are your skill sets?
2: Uh I'm just a competitive competitive player. I just I can do a lot of things just to try and help our team win, you know, defensively. Rebounding offensively, you know, just I can just do everything just to, to just whatever the team needs to, to, to help us win. BYU bids farewell
0: to the all time leading scorer in basketball program history, Tyler Haas, who is now playing overseas. But there is this feeling as we've had conversations with players and coaches that this team is turning a corner. So how can BYU basketball be better without Tyler Hawes?
2: Yeah, I mean, we have, I think we have a lot of just talented guys that have been here and that are coming in. And so just learning how we mesh together and how to play together, I think is, is going to help us to do, do some do some damage.
1: How will more balance um, in having, you know, more front court scorers and versatile players help this team maybe challenge Gonzaga more for the uh, conference championship?
2: I think um, any team that, that's more balanced, you know, wins wins more games. And so... Um, if we just, we're just we just competitive and work hard and just do what the coaches ask us to do, I think we can uh, we can be competitive in the league. Jordan, great
0: to have you with us on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, one bit of advice, just don't wear the same short shorts that your dad did when he played at BYU.
2: <laughs> Is that okay? Yeah, no problem. Man. I'm not into that, but
0: he looked he look good in those. <laughs> he, did, he did look good. He actually kind of pulled him off, didn't he?
2: Yeah. <laughs> cool stuff. All right. Hey, thanks, Jordan. Hey, appreciate you for having me. Thanks. Go fast, go
0: hard, media day for BYU basketball. Jordan Chapman wrapping up our interviews in Studio B.
1: I love this. Uh, we want to remind you, 4 p.m. Eastern time, the press conference with Dave Rose on BYUtv.org, and some important dates, October 28th is the Cougar tip-off, October 30th, my birthday, is the Arizona Christian exhibition <laughs> game, November 7th is a game against Alaska, and then Utah Valley is the season opener November 13th. 45 days
0: away from the first yeah! regular season basketball game. I love game. this today. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health when you need it most, Dexterlaw com, and it goes to Jimmer Fredette. Eighty he, he did this this drill where he the shot a hundred perimeter shots, and he made eighty four. It's all on camera. I've retweeted, I think BY awesome. Sports Nation has retweeted it. Eighty four out of a hundred. His high was eighty nine, no, low
1: eighty two. No one doubts his shooting ability. That's not that's not the knock on him in the NBA. His shooting ability is uh, tremendous.
0: Can the Spurs give him an opportunity to display that? If there's any team that can do it, it's the Spurs, right? It's the hope. Man. Twitter question today, how would you define BYU football in September? And our elite tweet of the day comes from Matt Twiggy Stone. Feels like an action movie plot. Hero starts good and then has something bad happen. Hero then has to look inside. One man, one team, Connecticut. Thanks to Dave Rose, Kyle Collins with Chase Fisher, Jordan Chapman, and everyone on our crew. Show on demand. Download the podcast. Shout out to Tom Knighting. We'll see you tomorrow.